Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the DudeCast. My name is Garrett, and sitting across from me, as always, is Nick. How are you today? I'm doing well, Garrett. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's a little gloomy outside. Oh, really? Oh, we got a pretty decent sunny day today here in Portland. Is it is it warm? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I got up pretty early this morning and went for a run, and it was about 55 degrees, but it's looking like the weather's saying it's going to be what 72 today 71 so it's gonna be well it's pretty nice this morning looks like it's gonna get a little cloudier late uh later on but eh, it's pretty nice right now has everyone been itching to go outside in your neighborhood (laughs) you know the interesting thing is is that there have been quite a few people outside yesterday um Chelsea and I went on a walk around Portland walked from our house to downtown and walked around and came back to about 10 miles or so, 10 or 11 miles. And uh, there are quite a few people outside just walking around. Um, not as much as they're, not as many as there used to be, but you know, a decent amount. It seems like people are trying to fill their time being outside rather than uh, sitting in. Yeah, that seems to be something that I've been seeing too. I, what, what, something that's made me really, really happy is seeing a lot of families outside playing with their kids. And that's just not something I've seen a whole lot of in our little area, um, at least in like the past couple summers. But this year, there's been just like little kids riding their bikes and playing football. And it's just been something – it's just something really nice to see. It reminds me of when I was a kid. Yeah, I actually agree with you on that. It's, it's been really interesting. You don't see – you didn't see as much of that before. Um Gosh, at the risk of sounding, you know, like a like a boomer or something, but it's it's kind of cool to see like a lot of kids going outside and playing a lot more now. I remember in my neighborhood, there like was a group of us. Uh, I had a brother and sister who lived across the street from us, and then a kid who lived behind me. And just like the four of us would play hockey or basketball, like we'd always be doing something outside every day in the summer. And it would start at like 8 a.m. Like my mom would be like, all right, get up, eat some cereal, go outside. Mm-hmm. And I just don't – I just haven't seen that as much uh, as I've gotten older, especially in Virginia. Yeah, I, I, I agree. My mom was the same way. It was uh, 8 a.m., get outside, go play. Um, you know, I mean as much as my mom could get me outside. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's really interesting to see a lot of that now, at least coming back. I'm wondering if that's going to be one of the big changes outside of, I am sure that masks are going to be something that people wear for quite a while. Um, but I'd be curious to see, and I'm hopeful that people being outside will be more of a regular occurrence, even when things are more opened up and gatherings are a little bit uh, are, are okayed. Uh, I would like to see more people outside doing things. You think it'll be because people will be grateful to be outside rather than being stuck inside after all of this? I hope so. I don't have a lot of faith that that's going to happen. Um, but I do hope that people sort of make that shift as the weather gets nicer out and it becomes more of a thing for, I want to see little kids playing sports outside, like in their neighborhood, not, 
organized sports. Um, I want it to be like the episodes of Hey Arnold. <laughs> I was thinking more Peanuts, but that works too. Yeah. I mean, they're basically the same show. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but I think that does kind of tie in nicely to what we want to talk about today. And it's a topic that I've really looked into a lot because it it is something that's important to me. And we're going to talk about male friendship. So to kind of start off, for for you, Nick, how many close friends do you think you have? Well, I'd say for close friends, people that I confide in, um, I have one best friend. Um, and then as for close friends that I'd be, that I'd feel open talking to, maybe about three or four, maybe. I guess like, yeah, because I've never really felt like I need a lot of friends, just a few that like know me pretty well. And then one that knows me very well. Um, Yeah, that's what I would say. And how many of those are men? Uh, Probably, well, majority of them, with the exception of uh, with the exception of one. Okay, so so you'd say you'd have like three or four really close friends. Yeah, three or four really close friends. Um, and then, yeah, it is kind of tiered. Like, then it kind of goes off into pretty good friends um, and then, you know, acquaintances. So what would you say the difference is in your relationships between those? And, and let's focus on the the male friendships specifically. Uh, what do you think the difference is in those relationships in terms of tiers? Like, what is the difference between a close friend and sort of like an okay friend. I'd say it, it, it have to be how much I feel open talking to them about certain things. Um, you know, uh, my best friend, Justin, um, and, uh, for, you know, me and him, we just, we seem to share a lot of very similar interests, but also, you know, share some, uh, similar, I guess, experiences in our life in our lives. And, um, you know, these came about over time, like learning these things about each other, you know, and I'd say that what separates, you know, friendships like that from say casual friendships is just the fact that, you know, we know a lot about each other. We have a lot to relate to each other about, and we just feel comfortable, you know, talking to each other about what would typically be seen as difficult subjects to bring up with, you know, people you don't really know very well. So that that's what I'd say kind of differentiates it. If I feel comfortable bringing something up uh, with somebody uh, that I normally wouldn't with other people, then I'd say that, you know, you're a, a close friend. And of course that would be tiered. Like, you know, then I have other friends who are still pretty close friends, but, you know, I don't tell them as much. Uh, but I still feel comfortable with them and I can, you know, talk about certain subjects with them or we have things in common and then it just, it keeps cascading down from there, uh, down to say what I would say are like my acquaintances, maybe people that I know through other people. And, you know, we, we get along, but in most circumstances, we wouldn't socialize outside of that. Is there sort of a difference in, 
how close you are with someone as to like when you met them. Um, so for example, with Justin, how old were you when you guys first met? Gosh, how old? Uh, it doesn't have to be exact. It could be. Yeah. I'm trying to, so that'd be about, I'd say about 22, Okay, um, so 22, maybe 23, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Cause I mean, uh, we knew each other. So like for context, you know, he and I, we lived together for what, like four, almost five years. Um, and then we knew each other before that, but it was more just, it was through other people and, uh, mutual friend groups. Um, and we didn't really become really good friends until we were roommates. So yeah, I'd say, yeah, about 22, 23. Okay. Okay. So that is really, uh, that is sort of that transitional period. Um, where, you know, 21, 22 people are kind of starting to figure out where their, their careers are starting. Um, and that is sort of in a really transitional time, I think, for a lot of people. So part of the reason why I am bringing up friendship is recently, uh, so let's see, this is probably about two weeks ago, someone posted on Reddit uh, an Ask Men thread that basically said, um, women have support systems for their depression. They have systems in place and people are much more prone to be sympathetic to women and don't want to see a woman suffering. People want to help and show they're not alone. But for men, we are alone, partially because of the traditional view that men cannot show weakness. But the biggest reason is people no one it, the biggest reason is no one cares. People don't do do not just people don't just not care, they distance themselves from you. Men and women will just walk away or show a minuscule amount of compassion. Men know that expressing our depression or darker thoughts is a terrible idea because it will make matters worse. So so based on kind of everything I said, what is sort of your initial gut reaction to that statement? I mean, that is very true. Um, at least in my experience, that wasn't, you know, uh, so I guess get my thoughts together here. Um, before I was friends with Justin, um, that seemed to be a very true fact of life, at least for me. And I'm sure it is for other men. Um, you know, I didn't have as many male friends growing up. I had a lot more female friends. Um, and before that, you know, you, you find with, at least I found with a lot of male friendships is that, yeah, you, you don't really talk about feelings very often and you don't talk about, uh, emotional experiences and it, those kind of things just get swept under the rug as like, you know, if you bring them up, it's a sign of weakness and, you know, it, there are those support structures typically for women. Um, and it's not very talk. It's not talked about very often for men, but when I think when men find it, uh, when they finally kind of get out of that uncomfortable zone of not being able to talk about those things and they finally have that kind of, you know, a male bonding with another guy, uh, to talk about those feelings or, 
talk about their experiences and things that have happened. You know, they, at least in my experience, you kind of find a sort of catharsis um, that I feel like you, you don't really know that you need until you actually have it. That's kind of my thought to hearing that, uh, that Reddit post. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I think when, so I think the first thing that for me that stands out is like, there needs to be a bigger recognition amongst men that we have the same needs for intimacy that women do in terms of what our friendships are. Like, I know for me personally, like, I do want that support system. I do want someone to be able to talk to of the same gender that, you know, is my friend that we can share talks about how we're feeling our emotions. If I'm having a really difficult time, I want to be able to reach out to them and feel supported and respected and loved. Um, And as young kids, we're kind of, as young boys, I should say, we're sort of pushed back on that. We're, we're told that if we're to do that, if we're to tell another man that we love them, that makes us automatically gay, which then mm-hmm. sort of brings into these questions of masculinity and whether or not you're men or not. Um, and and it, there, there have been studies and, and questions of young people who are super, super close friends. And then when they turn like 14, 15, 16, as they're going through high school, those friendships become more and more distant. And part of it is because I think men are afraid to acknowledge that they want these things too. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Is it, is this something that you feel like um, that you've been missing at least for, uh, up until recently or maybe even till now yes um my my male friendships are very i have like almost categories in a way mm-hmm. um of like okay these are my sports friends And when I'm with these friends, we're going to talk about sports. We're going to go play sports. We're going to watch sports. We're going to do something about sports together. Like, and that is where they fit. This is a box. Um, And then like, I have my music friends and when we're together, we're going to talk about music or we're going to go to a concert. Like, and that's it. Like that's their box. Um, But when I moved, so I moved from Buffalo to Virginia years ago, almost seven years ago now, there was a time when I just really recognized I was feeling lonely and I didn't have a close male friend that I needed. And well, let me backtrack. Uh, It wasn't that they didn't exist. It's because I was afraid to reach out to them and sort Mm -hmm. of say, like, you don't need to be in this box you're a fully fleshed out human and I need to be, I need to do better building this relationship. If that makes sense. So you feel like your friendships uh, require, or at least need more dimensions than the, uh, the singular ones that they've been built around. 
Absolutely. And I, I still have friends who sort of fit into those categories that I think will probably stay there. Um, I think that's where our relationship sort of maxes out. Um, but I have other friends who uh, there is a really significant moment that happened probably uh, maybe two months ago, I'd say, um, where I had this epiphany that you know, I was sitting with Rachel, I was like, man, I'm having a really hard time right now. I don't see people at work anymore because I'm working from home. Uh, and this is pre-COVID. So this is, you know, this is me starting Dudefluencer. And Rachel was like, you should just reach out to your friends. And I guarantee you, though, you know, you'll give them the opportunity, give them the chance to be there for you. And I texted uh, all three of my groomsmen and yeah, I texted all three of my groomsmen and within minutes, uh, all three of my groomsmen and my friend Kellen. uh, And I ended up FaceTiming with one of them that night, uh, chatting on the phone with the other two in the afternoon the next day and going out to lunch with one like a couple days later. And it was just one of those things where I didn't give them the chance or the opportunity. But once I did, they stepped up in a way that showed exactly what I needed from them. So you feel like um, with these friendships that, you know, yeah, just given that opportunity, um, they could morph into something else, at least, you know, just become more fully fleshed out and, uh, more multidimensional, they'd be able to meet your needs in certain ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that's really important is like for men, we kind of need to get out of our own way. Like we need to admit that, you know, A, we're struggling and B, like we want to have close male friendships. Yeah, I agree. That actually makes a lot of sense. Cause I mean, you know, if I think back on it, a lot of those times where, you know, I could have had an opportunity to actually, you know, bond with somebody, uh, at least bond on a friendship level with another man, you know, usually you stop it at, uh, interests, it typically doesn't go any further than that. And any opportunity that you have to make it go any further, you typically don't out of fear of being judged uh, for being whatever effeminate, gay, whatever kind of pejorative they want to throw onto it. Um, And, you know, that moment that you said you had where you reached out to your groomsmen just for that, you know, that connection, that being there for you. I can definitely relate to that. The first time I ever, uh, really did that was, you know, with Justin, um, we were on a trip, uh, hit me, him and his girlfriend. We went to Colorado to go skiing and snowboarding. And, uh, it was just one night where, um, uh, we were all at, the, uh, we were all at the cabin and 
Justin and I just started having a conversation about our past. I'm not, I honestly not sure how it came up. It just kind of did. And we just started talking about our upbringings and finding out just how similar we were in our upbringings. And it was just really interesting to actually have that conversation with somebody um, who kind of understood and, you know, just was able to relate. We were able to relate to each other in a way that I'd never been able to do, you know, with another uh, with another male friend before. And it was just, it was very refreshing. And ever since then, um, you know, he and I have always been able to reach out to each other, you know, just to make sure that, you know, one or the other is doing okay. He's living in New York city right now. So they're having a hard time with, uh, with the whole COVID thing. And, uh, you know, we'll reach out to each other or we'll play a game of Call of Duty together. But, you know, the first questions we ask each other is, you know, you doing okay? Like, how you feeling lately? And, uh, you know, we'll just tell each other, you know, what we're doing and everything and how we're feeling. And it's just, it's nice to know that you have that there, you know, that kind of support structure, you know, from, you know, someone of your, of your own, gosh, I don't want to, say this in a way that offends anybody, but yeah, someone of your own gender or, you know, it's, it's just nice to have that there. Absolutely. Absolutely. There was a study of male uh, cancer survivors in Australia. And a lot of these were older men who didn't really, a lot of them uh, were at that point widows or widowers. I don't know what the male version of, is it a male widow? I, I think so. Okay. Uh, but nonetheless, they, it was, it was a really fascinating study to read because all of the men stated that like they wished that they had these support systems while they were going through their cancer treatments. While also at times sort of like holding back their emotionality and trying to like hold on to this uh, pseudo masculine gender norm. Um, So it it is really fascinating to, to put guys into these positions um, because I imagine that conversation between you and Justin in Colorado, that could have gone very differently had Justin not been the type of person that he is had he not been comfortable enough to, to, you know, accept your vulnerability and be vulnerable himself. That's very true. And it all depends on, and that's the thing. This was something that I think we'd known each other at that point for two years. You know, this is not something that just comes about, you know, out of nowhere. Well, sometimes it does, but you know, this is something that is kind of, you start to build that trust over time. And uh, when you reach that point, you, you kind of have a feeling whether or not that you can actually be open with that person. And it's really good to have that validation when it turns out that you were right, that this is the type of person that you can confide in um, with something that may be as sensitive as your past. Very true. Um and I think one of the things that I, I know for for both of us is that, you know, my relationship with the people, the three men that I consider my closest 
four four friends that I consider my closest male friends, they were all sort of organic relationships that kind of just grew into where they are now. And it sounds like it's very much the same for you and Justin in that you did not go out sort of seeking this particular deep friendship. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's typically the case. Like these are things that just, yeah, they come about organically over time, whether that's years, months, whatever it happens to be. Which then ties into sort of this more difficult topic to to bring up. And I, I think you can actually probably attest to this a little bit more because you are sort of where I was a couple of years ago. Obviously, you have your girlfriend, but you packed up and moved all of your stuff to the other side of the country. Have you found uh, – have, have you built any sort of close new close friendships since you've moved? Yeah, I actually, when we started this, uh, we started this episode, I, I kind of felt like eventually it was going to make it to this point. Um, you know, you're right. I, you know, I did move across the country and, um, I, it, it's so unfortunate that this whole virus thing had to happen, uh, when it did, you know, these things always seem to happen at just the perfect time. Um, so I think, you know, my girlfriend and I have had conversations about this, you know, uh, me building friendships out here. Luckily, I felt pretty okay. I mean, I do miss my friends back in D.C. Um, and But I, I still kind of have a positive mindset because I haven't been able to make those uh, friendships out here just yet. Um And I mean, you know, I'm trying to think back of how I built friendships when I first moved to D.C. And a lot of it started with, you know, the work I was doing and then just kind of branched out into other things. I feel like that just takes some time. Now, unfortunately, I work from home now, so it becomes a little more difficult. However, I have met some people since I've moved out here. Um, gosh, it almost sounds like a, like a sales thing. It's like, Oh, like I found a few leads and they sound like they'd be promised. <laughs> you would be a promise. You seem like a promising friend or a potential yeah. friend. Make sure you submit an application, but yeah, good uh, prospect. yeah, good prospect. But I mean, there, there are some people that I've had conversations with out here and, um, you know, the audience probably, our audience probably doesn't know this. I, I play a lot of paintball, or at least I did pre-COVID. Um, and that's kind of how I figured I would make some friends as I moved out here. Now, luckily, there, there's one person that I met out here. He seems like a pretty cool guy. Uh, met him through uh, a friend of my girlfriend's. Um, and, you know, we just kind of hit it off. He was a pretty cool guy had some really good conversations and unfortunately met the guy right as the COVID thing was kind of picking up steam. Cause I think the next week that was when Oregon went into total lockdown. And so, you know, that happening, obviously there was no way to just, you know, like reach out to the guy and be like, Hey, you know, it was really cool hanging out with you. You want to, you want to hit up the bar sometime or, or, you know, whatever. And, uh, so 
I have to say that so far don't really have any tangible results, but you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm staying positive because obviously this is like, this is a very unique time and I'm not too worried. Like I'm, I'm more than positive. I'm going to make friends out here. It's just going to take probably a little longer because of all this. Yeah. COVID has really sort of found a way to screw everything up. And I think like, so, so one of the common themes that at least that I've recognized for me is that making friends when you're older is hard. Like it's yeah. just difficult. Um, and part of that is because we don't have those, you know, organized activities like free time at school or, you know, just being in the same neighborhood as someone else. Like making friends as an adult requires effort. It sure does. You can't just walk out and, you know, see all the other adults uh, playing football in the street or whatever, riding their bikes and just, you know, buddy up with them <laughs> as an adult. You're right. You had to make a lot more effort. Yeah, it's almost like it's a little bit like dating in a way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I there's a re- I love the movie. I love you, man especially more now that I've like gotten older because I've never seen that. Oh, you need to. It's super funny. And also really depicts the difficulty of like making a friend as an adult. Um, but I remember my friend Kellen, who I, I do some other dude fluencer stuff with, he and I, we met through, we both moved to Virginia at the same time and started working at the school together. We were both English teachers. And we had met like when I was setting up my classroom and when I like moved down here, like just really briefly. Um, and then I saw him at sort of our school orientation, uh, like countywide thing. And there's like just hundreds of teachers there. And I won't lie, like it took a lot of nerve for me to go up to him and be like, Kellen? And like, I knew it was Kellen, but I had to like pretend like, oh, it's you. Um, Just to kind of like start that, like build that friendship out. And what would you say is uh, like, out of the results, I guess been promising? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Kellen and I, we've we've been really close. He ended up uh, moving away to... Rhode Island back home um, a while ago. Uh, and his, him leaving was actually sort of a big catalyst for me, at least in terms of really investigating masculinity. Um, mm-hmm. Because like he was my closest guy friend here. And we spent quite a bit of time together. And him sort of leaving really affected me in a way that I had never quite uh, maybe grieve is the right word. If Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Um, Because like that really changed so much of my world here. Um, But thankfully like he is really consistent about, you know, staying in touch. And he and I, you know, when we do our, our recordings, we, 
get to catch up once a week, which is just really nice to sort of have that time together. Um, same, same with you and I, uh, not to get too soft, uh, <laughs> but you know, you and I are able to actually, like, I think you and I have talked more in the past month than we probably have ever in like real life in person. <laughs> you're yeah. You know, you're right about that. But I mean, I'd say that this is kind of a good thing. I like it. It's uh, it, it's kind of interesting to actually hear your perspective on a lot of these things. And, you know, and just going back to you uh, saying, like, not to get soft on you. The fact that you have to say that kind yeah. of already proves the point of why this is needed. You know, as I was saying it, I'm like, oh, my God, I am part of the problem right now. Like, it's a natural is- reflex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also like, I think it is, I'm so glad that you called me out on that bullshit. Like, I am so glad that you just did that. Uh, we'll cut it all. I'm kidding. <laughs> Let's pretend like I never said it. There could be no uh, evidence of this. There's just going to be this like sudden shift in tone of the episode. Just like, like, where's this missing piece? I am the perfect male woke hero. <laughs> Can't people cannot see that I make mistakes. Um, but yeah I I, I think overall there is a difficulty in making friends and now as you said it's even more difficult thanks to COVID Um, one of the things that I spent some time researching was men's support groups um, especially online groups and there's a couple that do some really great work where you, you have to pay a little bit of money but once a week, you and a group of guys will end up on like a Zoom chat and, and just talk and chat. Um, and I think that if more of these support groups start popping up, more men are going to feel more comfortable sharing and becoming vulnerable with each other. And the more vulnerable men are, the healthier they are. That's an interesting idea. Um, is it randomized every time you go in or do you get like, are you matched up with like a specific uh, group of guys on the chat and then you meet with that same group of guys every week? So for some of them, it is kind of a random thing, but I, the, uh, I'm trying to find the exact one and I'll, I'll post it in the show notes when I, when I find it. Um, but this one is like a very specific group of people that you'll end up meeting with every week. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because my concern was that if it was a different group of guys every week, then the the uh, conversations would never progress beyond the uh, the on the surface shallow topics, and you would never really get that connection. But that's good. It's good. It's like that. It'll be the same group of guys. It's almost like an emotional, like tough mutter, mm-hmm. like. I've never met a tough, like someone who's done a tough mutter that didn't tell me about it, (laughs) but sort of, there's also that like badge of honor. Like I went through this, I did this. Yeah. Um, And there's, I know every man and the mankind project, these two groups, um, I believe those are the two groups. Uh, They do sort of outdoor 
men's retreats where they do very similar things. Um, and I imagine a lot of the men walking through those experiences and going through them together is that bonding sort of thing that will stick with them for a long time. Oh, that's a great idea. I mean, and this is, uh, is this across the entire country or is this just local? So I know every man does stuff across the country. Um, but I do believe they're based in Virginia. Um, mankind project. I think they're worldwide. Um, there's some controversial stuff about them that I've read, but, uh, how controversial could you get being a male friendship group? Well, now that I think about it, I, I've read an I read an article that they were a cult, but oh, that's that's for that's for another discussion. That's for another day. Um, <laughs> I, I really wonder. Like, <laughs> I'm just thinking about like how it could how it could become a cult. I just watched the uh, the Waco show so uh, recently, so like I'm thinking about how like a, a male bonding friendship group would become a cult. Well, I'm you sure know. there are a lot of different ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think of like a fraternity. Yeah, fraternity. They're cult like. Yeah, they have some cult tendencies. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I I definitely think that as sort of COVID kind of changes the way we meet people and make friends that it's going to be even more important for those, for those guys who are feeling exceptionally lonely right now to find someone that they can trust to reach out to. Um, Because I really feel for that guy who says like, I have to hide my emotions because no one cares. Um, because there are going to be someone there. There is someone that does care and they just haven't been exposed to that person yet. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, especially, you know, if you feel like you can't talk to any, anybody about anything, you know, where are you supposed to find those male role models as well? Like, cause sometimes even your friends can be role models. And if you have no one to talk to, you know, then your role model, at least your idea of what a male role model is, is someone who's the strong silent type and then they never talk about their emotions. And then that just builds up over time and that can lead to all different kinds of problems. It just makes things more difficult. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of, let's, let's close this out for today's episode. Um, but for someone who is sort of, who is going to be looking to make friends once post COVID world? Uh, what's one activity that you think will is is something that men can benefit from? Are you talking about? Is it because when I think about? Excuse me. When I think about that, think about that it would be more specific to someone's interests, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, are you thinking of, are you asking me for examples of activities or if there's something that you have in mind, something I have in mind, uh, gosh, I am not the best person to ask that. <laughs> I am, 
you know, it's interesting is when this whole COVID thing started, I was like, oh, great. I'm just going to be doing exactly what I'm really good at doing anyways. Um, I am the, I, I guess my suggestion would be to uh, go out and, I guess is to make friendships through your interests. And I mean, that seems like such general advice and kind of almost seems very like obvious, like, duh, like, of course you go out and hang out with people who have similar interests in your own. So I guess, I mean, the, the hardest part of it is, especially if you're somebody who's not used to doing that. Um, the hardest part of that is, is getting out of your shell and actually doing that am I really qualified to tell someone how to do that? Not necessarily. I wouldn't say so. Um, but logically that's how I would think it it would be done. Um, and I mean, sometimes it just unexpectedly happens, you know, like I just stumbled upon meeting Justin at God, where did I meet him? I believe I met him for the first time at a happy hour event with some friends and after meeting him, uh, you know, it's not like I followed up or whatever. Like, you know, we just happened to see each other at a few more events after that. And, uh, and then eventually, you know, I was looking for new roommates for, uh, to move to a different place. And he seemed open to it. Mm -hmm. Made that happen. Um, so I mean, Am I the best at giving people advice on where to go or what to do to find those friendships? Not exactly. But I guess the the best advice I could give is to keep an open mind. And, you know, somebody who, if you find yourself able to comfortably talk to somebody, or at least you have a few interests and it just seems like you guys talk very easily, you know, that might be something worth pursuing you know try to hang out with that person more that that would be my advice i am obviously not a friendship coach well i mean none of us are i think we're all still learning and i think you and i just having this conversation now is really important to getting everything started Mm -hmm. for those folks who are struggling right now there are resources available to you and i'm going to include them in the show notes I'm going to uh, list out a couple of men's support groups that are available uh, that are active right now during the COVID sort of crisis that hopefully will at least get you some face-to-face time, whether it's online or eventually in person that I think will be beneficial to you. So please check out those links uh, when those get posted. If this is your first time tuning in, I encourage you to subscribe to the show on Spotify or Google Podcasts, whatever your favorite podcast sort of retrieval source is. You can follow us at DudeFluencer on Facebook and Twitter. Visit us on DudeFluencer.com every Thursday for new episodes of the DudeCast. For Nick, my name is Garrett. We hope to see you again soon. Good night.